The setting is the town of Surrency, Georgia, and the story involves the family for whom the town was named. Dating back to the 1800s, before the town was a town, there was a family who lived on a farm on the outskirts of the area. This family was the Surreys, and overall, they were a very normal family. They loved their home, they loved their farm, and most of all, they loved each other. Until things took a turn. Pretty much out of the blue, random things began to happen around the house. Windows slamming shut and flying open right in front of them, doors slamming violently without warning or action, and then opening again. But these paranormal brushings seemed light in comparison with what was about to come. Are you ready for this? Hello and welcome to this Pinky Pod mini-sode. Mini-pod? Pa-pow! How you doing out there? Are you doing? Well, let's just not waste any time and get right back to it, shall we? No, where was I? Oh, yes. Things quickly grew worse as objects constantly flew off of shelves. Their old clock would only strike 13 with the hands wildly spinning about. Every meal the Surrencies ate at their table would end up in their laps, thrown across the room at the walls or on the floor. Even their utensils weren't safe, bending or twisting by an unknown force while in their hands. But the worst of it came at night, when the Surrencies would see pairs of evil, beady red eyes around their property, as if they were being watched each and every time the sun went down. The family grew weary, losing sleep, and no longer eating because of the continuous violence and torment. Now, many thought the story, after it was reported to authorities and locals, was exaggerated. That was, of course, until hundreds of people from all over the world came to the house to experience it themselves, and the house obliged. It quickly became almost a tourist attraction, attracting scientists, researchers, spiritualists, mediums, and religious officials. Now, they each had their theories of how the house came to be possessed. One included the idea that Mr. Surrency worshipped the devil. Another suggested that the Surrency family were strongly psychic, and the ghosts were simply trying to receive help. Since the family couldn't help, as they didn't know how, the ghosts just became more and more enraged. Eventually, they became more violent and specifically targeted the youngest girl in the house. They would take her blankets in the middle of the night, lift her out of bed when she was sleeping, painfully pull her hair at random times, and flip her bed over sideways. Needless to say, the Surrency family decided enough was enough and that they would leave their beloved farm. However, the ghosts had different plans on that fateful day. The day their decision was made to move, a fireplace poker was lifted out of its resting place, 
floated down the hallway and struck one of the boys on the head, repeatedly. The younger brother helplessly watched as the poker retreated back to where it came, without a peep, leaving the other boy bleeding on the floor and crying. Soon after that incident, the Surrency family moved anyway, and although they still experienced hauntings after they left, it was never as bad or as violent as it was on the farm. And as for the haunted ghost vortex they once called home, it burned down in 1925 after being abandoned for years. And this was probably for the best, as nobody would want to risk another family being tormented by the spirits of these demonic entities. Now, in case you're wondering, you may visit the town of Serency at your leisure. How do you like that? Pretty creepy. Thanks to Only In Your State for that. By the way, that website has lots of ghost stories for any state you choose to look. So how are you doing out there? I am going to keep doing these little mini episodes because I don't know they're fun and I like just telling the stories sometimes without all the research. You are very welcome to look that up. It's S-U-R-R-E-N-C-Y and I believe it's very famous. This isn't terribly far from Savannah and they do say that Savannah is very haunted. When I say terribly far, I mean I'm, it's over an hour, but Georgia itself is supposed to be very haunted, so I couldn't resist. And there have been other investigators there in more modern times. Now, I've told you that story. Now, I've decided I want to see if I can relay a little story, because I've got more than one ghost story. And I, I told you a little about some before, but this one I'm going to tell you about an experience in a hotel in Port Townsend, Washington. And it's the Water Street Hotel, which is, I don't remember how old it is. Everything there, if you've even heard of it, is, is Victorian. Um, I think those buildings are like 1800s. And this is on the main little street where by the water, just charming, beautiful. I really enjoyed staying there. Um, the architecture is very interesting inside, but I won't get into all that. I can tell you that when you walk up the steps to go to your room though, it's the building has settled. So even that could feel a little creepy because the stairs feel sort of tilted. So it's a place like that, okay? So my man and I, who are one of the things we bonded over were horror films and ghost stories. And so we're into it, right? Stayed in, um, I will even tell you, I believe it was room 10. So we first get there late afternoon and it's like a weekday in December, maybe 2015. I honestly think we were about the only people in the hotel, just wasn't a very busy time. And we decide we want to get something to eat. So we left for a while. We come back, I don't know, five or six o'clock. And we smell this really strong smell of orange, only not quite natural. It, I don't know if you're familiar with those 
little citrus spray bottles that are like air fresheners for bathrooms. It, it ha- has just that slightly not real quality. That's exactly what it reminded me of. So at first I thought, oh, wow, did somebody come in here and decide to spray stuff in our room while we were gone, which would be kind of weird, but, you know, we were like, ha, that's kind of funny. And we didn't think too much more about it until, I don't know, a couple of hours later, we're watching TV or whatever, and all of a sudden you could smell it. Like it had gone away and it came back. And by this time we had like leftover pizza in the room and and it overpowered that. And we're looking at each other like, what? So we started investigating and discovered that it was sort of a specific path, like a half circle around the bed. And when I stepped out of it, I didn't smell it as much. And we're walking around, we're looking for hidden air fresheners. We found nothing, zip, nada, zero. We even went outside in the hall because some rooms had shared bathrooms, ours didn't. But I'm like, well, maybe somebody sprayed it out here. Nothing, we could find nothing. And then, of course, we decided to kind of walk around the hotel and see if there were ghosts. And we debunked a couple of things. That was fun. I'll spare you that. It is creepy in there, though, in the dark. Like, I think we were on the third floor. You would just have to see this building to understand. I don't think I'll even try to explain it. But it's very interesting on the inside, which is definitely makes it spooky anyway. And the rooms were not originally hotel rooms. So it's like when you go into the bathroom, you step up, you know, you can tell it was added later. Okay, so now he decides to take a late shower. I don't know, 11 o'clock, midnight. And he's in there. I'm watching TV. Something I want to tell you first about my man is that he's he's very logical. He is not a person who is easily frightened. He's even though we're into the ghost hunting shows and the horror, he likes to look at the logical scientific side of it. We like doing that, you know, like, oh, I bet we can explain that. And then if we can't, like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So he's not easily rattled, okay? This is important. He's in the shower, you know, all of a sudden, I'm watching South Park, right? All of a sudden the door opens and he, he's got this look on his face. I look over because he's, and he's looking at me like he, his eyes are huge, right? I'm like, what? It's like, you can't, did you come in here? No, I've been watching TV. No, you totally came into the bathroom. No, honey, I did not come into the bathroom. What's wrong? He's like, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but, you know, I went and take the shower. And then when I was in there, I realized that the towel was on the rack way across the room, nowhere near the shower. And I, I had meant to put it over the bar so I'd be able to reach it. And then somebody laid the towel nicely folded up over the shower, like around the shower curtain bar. And I thought maybe it was you being helpful and i'm here to tell you dear listener that i believe him 100 percent because as i said he's not that type of person to just freak out on anything or make things up i believe him 100 percent. i believed him then and i'm looking at him like um well i i didn't and i had made a joke earlier about the orange stuff that like maybe it's the ghost of a 
a housekeeper or something and she didn't like the smell of our pizza and so now of course i'm like wow okay well maybe it really is some type of used to be a housekeeper because well she wanted to give you the towel but then it wasn't a hotel at first so i'm not sure i don't think it was a hotel at first um but that's not all so then now we're both in bed watching tv or whatever and we're talking about it right and i don't remember exactly what we were saying but like at the same time I smell the smell again and look at him and he says, and this is the exact same time as I smell it and look at him. He's like, did you feel that breeze? And then there was the orange fragrance again. So we never did figure it out. And after this, I think I will Google the history of that hotel because I don't know that I ever looked it up to find out exactly what it was. I just kind of enjoyed the experience and telling people about it. But I... I'm here to tell you that I 100% believe that that hotel is haunted and that room 10, I'm pretty sure it was room 10, um, was definitely haunted by someone who apparently likes things to smell fresh and citrusy and will give you a towel in case you can't reach it from the shower. So that doesn't sound so bad all in all. I mean, it's a very helpful ghost, apparently. Who knows what happens if you stay there longer? I don't know. We only stayed one night. So there you go. There's one of my little ghost stories, and I have a witness. I didn't experience the thing in the bathroom, but the smell just, we looked all the whole, if we could have gone into the other hotel rooms, we would have. I could not figure it out. So, I don't know if that gives you chills or not. Some people I tell that story, they're very scared of ghosts, so it totally freaks them out. I'm, I'm not sure I, how I would have felt if I had been all alone, <laughs> to be honest. It's like, okay, you're really helpful, but I'm also a little bit creeped out. <laughs> but there's, uh, there's one of my stories. So I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope that you will drop me a line and send me your stories. I'm going to keep doing these, though, even if nobody writes in, because I... I think they're fun. They're fun little mini, mini bites. And, you know, it's fun to narrate little creepy stories. So drop me a line at sroyt at pinkysquarepress.com. And if you want to talk to me on the socials, it's uh, Twitter is at podpinky. And I hope to hear from you. And I will read them on an episode. And you can be anonymous if you like. And anything weird, alien, paranormal, whatever, just cool creepy weird it can be and it can be fun it doesn't have to be scary so i hope to hear from you and thanks for listening to this pinky pod mini Pup-pow!